is September 16th, 2021. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Tommy. This is the Tommy Experience. Uh, This is my hobby podcast that I do in my basement with my cheap microphones and recorder, and I just put stuff out there. Um, So this is episode 18. Uh, Last episode, I was able to have a conversation with Joe Johnson from Obvious Shirts. Um, make sure if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. Uh, great interview, great insight of what obvious shirts is and what it means to him. Uh, you can find that on my website, TommyExperience.com, uh, on Twitter at Tommy experience or at Tommy 36, or you can go on Spotify. Uh, all the episodes are on Spotify as well. No ads, no nothing on my podcast right now. It's just, uh, me and Joe having a conversation really. It's really cool. Uh, so he took time to do that for me, and I'm super appreciative. Uh, I also got to write about it on Cubby's Crib, uh, so you'll find the links on Twitter all over the place for that too. So make sure you go read about it and you go listen to the interview because it was so awesome, and I was so glad I got to do it. Like I said, just a, a little hobby podcast that I'm doing right now. Uh, would love it to turn into something and make a career out of it and make millions of dollars. Um, but you know, whatever, I really enjoy just doing it for myself right now. And I hope other people listen and enjoy it too. So follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm always putting stuff on there, getting mad at the bears, loving the Cubs, whatever. So go check that out. As for this episode, it's just me today. And I'm going to be making some football picks for both college and pro, uh, excellent college football games and excellent NFL games this week. There are a lot of toss ups in the NFL this week. Um, so I have a few picks, uh, almost a dozen college football picks that I've made responsibly gambling. Uh, and then I'm going to go through each one of the NFL games in the slate uh, and pick my winner just for the pick side. And then, of course, I'll put on if I do any gambling picks, I'm going to put those out on Sunday morning. Uh, so be on the lookout for those things. Uh, but as for this episode, we're just going to make some picks. So let's talk some football. Get hype. We're going to start with college football. Uh, This is technically week three. They had week zero, week one, week two, and now we're in week three of the college football slate. Uh, To start with, I do want to point out there are three games that are kind of intriguing that I have not made a pick on, and I think I'm going to be too scared to make a pick on them. Uh, The first one is Nebraska at Oklahoma. Oklahoma is favored by 22 points, and the total is 61.5. Oklahoma's super mad right now and nebraska is not a good football team i do think at the end of the day i feel like oklahoma minus 22 is the right pick i don't know i just feel weird about it and i really feel feel weird about the total too because if oklahoma is winning by 22 i don't know if nebraska is going to be able to put up points enough to bet the total here so in inkling i would say oklahoma minus 22 but again i'm too scared to put money on this game so i'm just gonna stay far away from it next game i got cincinnati uh they're favored by four on the road at indiana totals 49 and a half next game i got is cincinnati minus four uh they are on the road at indiana the totals 49 and a half cincinnati is that team that this year that is Uh, One of the smaller schools trying to make it to the playoffs somehow. Uh, And they cannot lose a game. They're favored on the road at a Big Ten school. Cincinnati really hasn't had an impressive resume yet, uh, to say the least. But they have a Big Ten opponent on the road uh, this week at Indiana. 
Indiana, I, I can't say confidently that they're a good football team. Might be the best football team that Cincinnati has faced this year. Uh, the total 49 and a half. I know Indiana likes to run the ball. Uh, and I know Cincinnati, if they're, if they're this heavily like considered to maybe make a run at a playoff for our top tier bowl game, then they have to put up some points, right? So maybe over on that one, probably Cincinnati too. I don't know. Uh, again, one of those games I just can't read. I'm just too scared to, to bet it. Uh, the last one is Minnesota at Colorado. Uh, right now, Colorado is favored by two and a half, and there's not even a total out right now. P.J. Fleck is the head coach of Minnesota, and uh, it was reported that he's being considered for the USC job uh, that just opened up this week. Will he take it? I don't know. I would love to see him take it because I'm not really a big P.J. Fleck guy. Uh, a couple years ago when they played Auburn in the Outback Bowl, I was heavily on Auburn, and I was heavily wrong. So I kind of do have that in the back of my head as I'm always going to hate Minnesota and always hate P.J. Fleck. So take that for what it's worth. I would root for Colorado, but I don't know enough about Colorado to bet this game, though I think it is going to be a good game. So those are the three that I'm too scared to put any money on. Now let's get to the ones that I'm not too scared to lose money on. <laughs> and that is, actually, before we do that, let's take a look at my record. I am 18-11-1 this year in college football. I feel like I'm seeing the board very well somehow usually i'm good at pro and not good at college and things are flip-flopping this year which i do enjoy i love being right it's one of my favorite things in the world uh and it's going well in college football so far uh, i have 10 picks 10 picks that i have put uh, a responsible wager on for this week and i'm going to give them to you and i'm going to give you the reasoning for them so let's start right now virginia tech versus West Virginia. West Virginia is a three-point favorite at home, and the total is 50.5. West Virginia this week, minus three. I think Virginia Tech had an outstanding game against North Carolina in a game that they weren't supposed to win, but they had the home crowd. They had the enter Sandman. They felt good. They played good, and they got the job done. West Virginia is just one of those teams that I feel like no matter what, they're just always going to put points on the board. And I don't think that the Virginia Tech offense has enough to keep up with West Virginia uh, to put up the same amount of points as them. So I do like West Virginia at home, minus three. This is one of those weird games where the road team is ranked and the home team is not ranked, but the home team is favored. You see that a lot in college basketball, and I always tend to go towards the home team in that, in that uh, instance. So I'm going to play it like that here uh, for college football, too. I like West Virginia minus three, minus three at home uh, to beat Virginia Tech. Next, we have my Michigan State Spartans going down to Florida to take on Miami. Miami is favored by six and a half points. The total is 56 and a half. I love the Spartans. They beat a team that they weren't supposed to beat in Northwestern who really wasn't that good. They did exactly what they were supposed to last week against Youngstown State, which I know, I know. Youngstown State, not really. When you, when you think of a competitive football game, you don't really think about Youngstown State. However, they beat Northwestern at Northwestern. Northwestern, again, was considered maybe going to be a good team and turned out to be horrible. Uh, so this is Michigan State's first test on the road. 
a hostile environment, not as much with the fact that they're playing in Miami, but it's just the weather. It's going to be hot and humid. It's going to be that Florida gross, sticky weather, and they're in Florida. Um, I don't know if you saw the clip this week what uh, of last week's game with Miami. There was a cat dangling from the <laughs> from the upper deck, and it it fell, and everybody caught him. But then they just like manhandled the cat. I don't know. Go look it up. It's on the internet. I'm going to take Michigan State plus six and a half here. It's a little bit of a homer pick, but I'm looking at Fort or Miami too. They lost week one in Atlanta against Alabama, which was totally expected. Uh, the final score was 44 to 13. But last week they were at home against Appalachian State and they lost or they won the game, but only by two. They were favored heavily in that game and they only won by two points. Is this an instance where the team that played down last week doesn't or plays up this week? Is this an instance where the team that played up last week falls and plays down this week in the, in the case of Michigan State? I hope not. I'm taking Michigan State six and a half. Uh, give me the points. Uh, outright, you could do Michigan State. It's plus 205 on the money line. I feel safe with the six and a half points. I feel like it's going to be a close game. I don't know if Michigan State wins the game, but I think they keep it within the six and a half. So that's my bet. I'm going six and a half. Next, we're going to stay in kind of the Big Ten uh, with Purdue. Uh, they are eight-point underdogs on the road against in-state rival Notre Dame. Let's talk about Notre Dame. Notre Dame won week one against Florida State barely at Florida State. Then they played Toledo and barely beat them at home. They need a walk-off to win at home against Toledo. I was on them last week, minus 17. I thought they were going to punish Toledo for for whatever happened at Florida, and it did not happen. Uh, Toledo was right in the game. They almost won the game outright at Notre Dame Stadium. I love Purdue here. Uh, Purdue got the big win week one at home against Oregon State. Uh, they went on the road last week to UConn and just beat a terrible football team, and everybody came out of that okay. So now they're going to Notre Dame and a team that's they need a win. They have to win out. Honestly, they have to win out. We're in that yearly Notre Dame phase of they've kind of blown it for two or three weeks and now they have to win out. One loss for Notre Dame and it's over for them. So they're either going to get to the playoffs and lose or they can just lose it now. I would consider the Purdue money line here. But eight points just seems super safe. I think you could even knock it down to five or six points, honestly. I do see where Notre Dame is probably going to win the game, but I don't think it's going to be by eight points. So give me Purdue plus eight, and I'm going to think about the money line, actually. Uh, Next game I got is Nevada, two-point favorites on the road at Kansas State. Nevada has impressed. Uh, They went and beat Cal. Kansas State is not a good football team. I think Nevada uh, getting giving two points, I don't think that's enough points for them to give. Uh, honestly, I don't know too much about Nevada, but I know that they're a pretty good football team, and I know Kansas State really is trying to find their identity still. So I do like giving two points for Nevada on the road. I think they come out of that with a victory. Next game's a big game. We got uh, Alabama going to Florida. Alabama is a 14-point favorite, and the total is 58.5. If you bet against Alabama, 
you are going to lose. That's the consensus of the last, what, decade? If you bet against Alabama spread or money line or whatever, you're probably going to lose. Uh, yeah, for sure. Which is why I'm going to take Florida plus 14. They are at home. It's in the swamp. Alabama has their freshman quarterback making their first start in the SEC on the road at a hostile environment. Again, Florida, hot, humid, sticky. Maybe it's a little too much for him. Maybe they still get the win, but Florida keeps it close. Last time they played, it was a shootout, but Florida kept it close. Alabama won. Now we're at the swamp. I really like Florida plus 14. And on top of that, double pick alert, give me the under 59 and a half. I said 58. That's what I have written down. But the actual bet that I placed was 59 and a half. Here's why. If I think Florida is going to keep this game tight like I do think they're going to do, I feel like it's going to be a low scoring affair. I think it's going to be like a 27 to 24 kind of game and that's 51 points right there with another eight and a half to spare i'm gonna take the under i'm gonna take florida plus 14 plus 14 right now for florida is even odds so you bet whatever you get that same amount back so i love the pick give me florida plus 14 i'm not gonna say it's a lock i'm not gonna say it's my favorite pick of the week but i'm gonna take florida plus 14 next we're getting into the night games here uh, Penn State is doing their annual whiteout this week. They're six-point favorites against the Auburn Tigers. A big SEC versus Big Ten matchup here. Uh, Auburn has certainly looked impressive against the teams they're supposed to look impressive against. Uh, going and uh, taking on a Penn State team who knocked out Wisconsin uh, in week one and shocked everybody, including myself. I doubted Penn State. I've doubted them for a couple weeks now. I'm not going to doubt them this week. I think the the environment of the whiteout and a night game in Happy Valley, six points sounds about right. I think Auburn and uh, their quarterback really struggles, uh, and I think Penn State runs the ball, gets the job done. Penn State minus six feels really good. The total on the game is 53 points. I don't really know either way which way to go here because I could see – Uh, Penn State's defense locking it down like they did against Wisconsin, but I could also see this being a shootout. So I don't really have a feel on that right now, but I do have a feel on Penn State minus six. Do like that pick, uh, and that's what I am going to promote. Next, my boys, the Fresno State Bulldogs. I have bet them week zero, week one, week two, and they have not let me down ever. Last week, I had a minus 33, and they crushed. They got it done. This week, they are 11.5 point dogs on the road against UCLA, who also hasn't wronged me this year uh, because I took them against LSU and it worked out perfectly. I think Fresno State is a good football team, and I think they have a chance to go to another Pac-12 team and really get the job done again. They went to Oregon last time. The last time that they played a Pac-12 team, They kept it within the margin that they were supposed to. I took them plus 21, and it was a close game. I see it being a close game again here. Uh, 11.5, I think that's too many points to give a really good Fresno State team. Additionally, 
I took the over in this game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I see Ford, or I see Fresno State just putting points on the board, racking it up, and UCLA is going to have to keep up with them. And I see them everybody keeping up with each other enough to where it's a close game and it's a shootout. So give me the over 63.5. And this is another game like Purdue that I would consider the money line here. I haven't done it, and I'll tweet out if I do it, but right now I'm, I'm staying out of the money line game as far as Fresno State and Purdue go, but watch out for those on Saturday. I might be changing my mind. Uh, so double pick there again, uh, Fresno State plus 11.5 and the over 63.5. Uh, next game, the last game that I have, BYU home taking on Arizona State. Arizona State is a 4.5-point favorite. The totals 51 and a half. This is another one that now that now that I'm seeing it, I'm talking myself into another over. First off, I'm taking BYU money line. BYU again, they're like Fresno State. They're the team that hasn't let me down except once. They did they did screw me up one week. They did not cover against Arizona, but they had that horrific injury. I don't know if you remember seeing it. Uh, bad neck injury to one of their players certainly helped in not covering. Uh, but they got the money line done for me last week. Uh, they were they were home underdogs and they got it done. Here they are again, home underdogs. I like them again. Plus one sixty. Took the money line. I also like the over, but I didn't take the over. Uh, so watch out because I might be taking that as well. So to recap, my ten picks in college football this week: West Virginia minus three. And then I got Michigan State on the road, plus 6.5 against Miami. Purdue, plus 8 against Notre Dame on the road. Nevada, minus 2 on the road against Kansas State. Florida at home, covering plus 14. And I like that under. Penn State at home, primetime, Happy Valley against Auburn. I'll take them minus 6. Fresno State at UCLA. They're getting 11 and a half. I'm taking those 11 and a half points and I'm going over 63 and a half and BYU give me the money line. So there you go. That is my college football slate for the week. Feel good. Another 10 picks on the board. Like I said, I'm 18, 11 and one. I feel like I'm seeing college football very well. Last week was the first week that I got to utilize my three TV setup in the basement and I just went off and I watched all of those games and it was so much fun. Uh, so looking forward to doing that again on Saturday. However, on Sunday, like I mentioned, we're going to a tailgate. So I got to get these picks in now so they're public so you see them. I'm not going to start with the Bears because we have a Thursday night football game to talk about. The New York football giants are going to take on the Washington football team in Washington, D.C., not Washington State. You know who you are. I like Washington football team. I know they just lost Ryan Fitzpatrick for a, for a, a certain amount of time. Heineke is going to step in. He stepped in for the Washington football team last year in the playoffs and actually played really well against the uh, eventual champion Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Combine that with just an incredible defense that Washington has. I'm going to take Washington. That's my pick for the Thursday night game. Uh, just for the pick em. However, I am going to let you guys know that I already have wagers on the game Thursday night. Uh, I have the Washington football team minus three and a half. And also, 
I took Washington football team defense to score a touchdown, uh, pick six maybe, maybe a maybe a block punt. I don't know. I, they're going to do something. Defense is going to score. It's plus 350, so I'm taking that as well. I have two picks for the Thursday night football game, Washington football team minus three and a half, and the Washington football team to score. As for pick them, taking Washington football team. That's my pick. Now we're going to go to Sunday. I am going to start with the Bears because they were the first one listed. Like I said, we're going to the tailgate. I'm excited about the tailgate. I'm not excited about this game. The Cincinnati Bengals beat in overtime the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings have a relatively pretty good defense, and they put up some points on them. They were able to score and win the game. The Chicago Bears secondary is so suspect that I don't know what to do. Joe Burrow is getting the freedom from his coaches to just go out there and throw the ball at will. And he's got his two friends from LSU catching the ball from him. So I don't see how the Bears secondary can stop Joe Burrow unless they massively watch film this week and Eddie Jackson somehow decides to start tackling again. Then you go to the offensive side of the ball. Andy Dalton held his own against the Rams. Yes, I understand that. I know he did exactly what he was asked to do, basically. Uh, maybe not enough. Obviously not enough, but he did what Matt Nagy asked him to do. And that's where the problem is, people. It's Matt Nagy calling the plays. I'm so sick of seeing four to eight yard gains or eight to 12 yard gains going down the field. And then somehow either Andy Dalton's throwing a pick or we're going for it on fourth and 15 when we don't even throw the ball past eight yards. We have to throw the ball downfield. I don't understand why we're not throwing the ball down the field. This week, Marquise Goodwin put it perfectly. He was a receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, took the year off last year for COVID, and now he's with the Bears. He went up against Jalen Ramsey this this past week. and Jalen Ramsey, one of the top three cornerbacks in the league. Uh, and he had this that was basically a direct shot at Matt Nagy. He said, uh, talking about Jalen Ramsey, he said, quote, He's a unique player, all pro, pro bowler, instinctive, especially in short spaces. And us not running past 10 yards, that fell right into his hands. Duh. Matt Nagy. Stop being a moron. Go downfield. You had the run game with David Montgomery that was setting up the play action and setting up the pass play downfield. You had the safeties and the cornerbacks on skates, but you went right into their game plan the way that they wanted you to be, and they were ready for you. This is so dumb. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. I don't know how to break down film for football. I don't know what to look for in defenses. But I know that when the defense knows that you never throw the ball more than 8 to 10 yards, they're going to know what to do to stop you. We're not going to win with 14-point games against one of the premier teams in the NFC. And I don't even know if we're going to beat the Bengals on Sunday, who's not really a premier team, but the coach lets their quarterback throw the ball. This isn't a conversation about Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, because if Justin Fields is in there, yes, he can run better than Andy Dalton and move around, but if the play calls are the same, this offense still isn't going to go anywhere. 
That's what happened to Mitch Trubisky, and that's why he's not a starter in the league anymore is because he had to follow Matt Nagy's system. Guaranteed, he's going to get a starting job somewhere in the next two years. This is Mitchell Trubisky, and he's going to be able to thrive and prove that he's a starting quarterback in the NFL because Matt Nagy's not going to be his coach. Just watch. That being said, I'm taking the Bears. Moving on. Rams-Colts. Speaking of the Rams, I do like the Rams here. The Colts are that weird team that I feel like they're in every single game that they play. Maybe this is just because of the Phillip Rivers effect. You know how Phillip Rivers always was like, even when he was with the Chargers, he was always in a close game and he would always lose it. I feel like that's just every game now for the Colts because I just think about Phillip Rivers, even though I know they have Carson Wentz. Uh, But I'm taking the Rams. The Rams are just a really good football team. And quite frankly, they didn't look as good as they could look. I know that's hard to say, even though they beat the Bears by 20. I think the Bears just, like, whatever. I think the Rams are better than they showed on Sunday. And I just think they walk into Indianapolis and they take care of business. So I'm going to take the Rams. Saints-Panthers, this is a very interesting game. The Saints kind of have some cocoa problems. Uh, they have some coaches and their team nutritionist who who tested positive for COVID. So we don't really know who's going to be affected by this or who's going to, like, if there's starters involved or if it's just a coaching staff situation or if they're going to sweep all of it under the rug like they kind of have been doing. I don't really know. But here's the thing. Here's what I did watch. I watched Sam Darnold have an awakening of some sort on Sunday against his former team. And I like him to keep the momentum going. I think that the Packers were not ready for week one because nobody played in the preseason and that and the Saints were able to take advantage of that. I'm not saying that the Saints are not a good football team. I'm just saying that the Packers were not ready. And I think that the Panthers are going to surprise the New Orleans Saints on Sunday and the Panthers are going to win this football game. That's my pick. I know I'm basing this off of people being out for COVID. I'm basing this off of maybe riding a little little bit too close to the sun, uh, thinking that you beat a premier team in the NFC like the Packers. I think this is a letdown spot already in week two for the Saints and the Panthers riding the momentum of winning that game against the Jets. They proved that they could win in the NFL even though it was just the Jets and they can move on. So I'm going to take the Panthers in an upset to beat the New Orleans Saints at home. Next game, Bills-Dolphins. Bills lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers last week and they looked kind of bland. I think they fix it and they get it get it going right. The Dolphins just came off of kind of an emotional win. Uh, they beat the New England Patriots on the road. And it was a 17 to 16 ball game. So it was close, but they took out the arch rival Patriots. This is another division game, Bills Dolphins. Uh, I think the Bills turn it around and they do get the victory on Sunday. However, the Dolphins are not a bad football team. And I think they're going to be looked at in a wild card race of some sort, if anybody in the AFC uh, West will allow that. Um, so I'm going to take the Bills on the road. They are favored by three and a half. I'm not, not going to talk about gambling. Uh, I'll put out my picks on Sunday, but I'm going to take the Bills. The next game, you got the Texans against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, The Texans stunned everybody and looked like a real football team and went out and beat a not real football team in the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Cleveland Browns went to Kansas City and had a 
pretty good lead and pretty good hold on things early against the Chiefs. And then Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. So they lost the game, but I think they bounced back against a pretty bad Texans team at home. They're favored by 12 and a half, which is a massive number. So that makes you feel pretty good about a pick pick 'em game and taking the Browns. So I'm going to take the Browns. Next game. 49ers at Eagles. Uh, San Francisco should have beaten the Lions by 30, and they gave it up and cost me money last week. They still won the game. I still like them to win this game. Even though the Eagles look pretty impressive against the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons, not a good football team, but they looked impressive against the Falcons. The offense seemed to click. Maybe Jalen Hurts is onto something. I just think they're going into a game against a very better opponent than them. And Ultimately, they're going to lose the game, uh, but it could be a close game between the 49ers and Eagles. You always have that West Coast to East Coast situation, so maybe something plays out there, uh, but I'm going to take the Niners. Next game, we're going Broncos and Jaguars. The Broncos are favored by six on the road in Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville is a terrible football team. Trevor Lawrence is a good football player, but he's experiencing losing for the first time in his life. So it's going to be interesting to see how he handles losing. Urban Meyer is the head coach for now. The USC job has opened, and there's already speculation that he's just going to leave Jacksonville, say, see you guys, and go to USC. He denied it, but you can't deny anything because we know who you are and we know what you do. So, as for this game, like the Broncos, the Broncos' defense is spectacular. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he looked good last week. He's got another game against a kind of a depleted defense uh, to show that he is a threat in this league. I like them, and I also like a minus six, but I'm not gambling yet. I'm putting those picks out on Sunday. Next game, I'm going Patriots and Jets. Patriots are favored by six, and they're uh, on the road in New York. Look, the Jets looked pretty good uh, against the Panthers. Panthers are a competitive football team. I just talked about them. Uh, And I know I kind of dig the Jets a little bit. But I feel like Zach Wilson is... Sam Darnold was in a bad situation in New York. and, And now he's in a better situation in Carolina. The situation in New York has gotten substantially better. And I think Zach Wilson fell into the right hands. He's an elusive quarterback. He did take some shots last week. And he reported, or it was reported that he said that he felt like he got hit by by a Mack truck. Um, So he's got to be careful with the ball. Patriots coming off of an emotional loss against the Dolphins. Their quarterback, Mac Jones. So we got a couple rookies facing off here. Patriots are favored by six. There's no way. So... Give me the Jets plus six. Jets money line, maybe? Do I like the Jets to win this football game? You know what? We're eight and eight on the season for the NFL. I'm taking the Jets. I'm going for the Jets. I'm going for the upset. Uh, Give me the Jets to beat the Patriots. I think that might be, if it turns out, that might be the pick of the week. Next game, the last of the one o'clock slates. Uh, The Las Vegas Raiders are taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Steelers are favored by five and a half. I like the Steelers at home. I like the Steelers as my survivor pick. I think if I'm going to take the Steelers for the survivor pick them league, I'm going to have to take them early. I'm going to take the Steelers this week to beat the Raiders, who just beat the Ravens in overtime. They looked like an average football team. The Ravens are just beat up with the loss of all of their running backs. 
Uh, so I'm going to take the Steelers to win this game. Uh, the defense is just going to be too overpowering for the Raiders to get anything done. And like I said, I'm going to make this my survivor pick too of the Steelers beating the Raiders. Four o'clock games or the late games. We're going to go Falcons versus Bucks. The Bucks are favored by 12. There's not much to talk about here. The Buccaneers are the defending champions of the world and the Falcons are a terrible football team. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Vikings at Cardinals. Cardinals are favored by four. Kyler Murray looked incredible against a pretty good Tennessee defense last week. Just exploited them, and he, he was throwing off his back foot. He was throwing on the run. He looked incredible what he was doing. He was he, he had his way with the entire Tennessee defense. Uh, I like him to have another good game against the Vikings, so give me the Cardinals. Cowboys versus Chargers. Cowboys surprised some people last Thursday night against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Chargers looked really good against a really competitive defense in the Washington football team. First home game with fans in their big, fancy new stadium. I don't know if they're going to get as many fans as the Rams. Uh, this is kind of a home game for the for the Cowboys, too, because this is kind of in the area that they do spring training, right? Or not spring training, but off-season camp, preseason. They do their training there. I'm going to take... Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers, even though this game is a real big toss-up. It would be tough for the Cowboys to start 0-2, but I really like where the Chargers are going. I think they're going to be really competitive in the AFC West. Uh, I think they're going to give the Chiefs a run for their money, but ultimately they'll settle for a wild-card place. I do think they're going to make the playoffs. I like the Chargers here. Titans at Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored by five. The Titans looked terrible last week. They were a team that were they were one of the favorites in the playoffs last year and got bounced. Derrick Henry is an unstoppable force who looked pretty stoppable last week. Ryan Tannehill looked bad. The defense looked bad. I think they're going to bounce back. Uh, but the Seahawks, Russell Wilson is just really good at throwing the ball. Will it be enough of a fix from the Titans to stop Russell Wilson? I really don't think so. I'm going to take the Seahawks to win at home. Sunday night game, Chiefs at Ravens. Chiefs had to come back against the Browns and they got it done. Ravens lost in overtime to the Raiders in Las Vegas. Uh, the Ravens do not have any running game except for their quarterback. So this is very hard. It's very hard to win in this league if you don't have a running game to fall back on. Um, and it can't just be the quarterback. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I guess if the Ravens won this game at home, primetime game, first home game of the year, uh, but I'm going to take the Chiefs. Monday Night Football, Lions and Packers. Packers are favored by 11.5. The Lions really tried to come back against the 49ers. They just ran out of time, and the Packers looked like trash, which is something that I always like to see. Do I think the Packers bounce back this week? Not all the way, but I think they do enough to beat the beat the Lions I don't see the line of 11 and a half I think the Lions are getting a little disrespected on that line but I'm gonna take uh the Packers to win maybe maybe talk to me about the Lions uh line spread here so so there are my picks for the week uh college and pro uh to recap the pro picks tonight I got the Washington football team Sunday I got the Bears Rams Panthers Bills Browns Niners Broncos Patriots Steelers Bucks, Cardinals, Chargers, Seahawks, Sunday night, the Chiefs, and Monday night, the Packers. 8-8 eight and eight right now as it stands in the NFL. 4-10 and ten in gambling, not good. 18-11-1 in gambling for college football, pretty good. So that's the whole week for football. Lots of great games, lots of toss-ups, really. 
we're spoiled again as Americans. I think we have a great game in football. Uh, we get to watch it. It's going to be great. Good weekend for football. Baseball's coming down on the wire, too. There's a, there's a, some pennant races, and uh, the Giants and the Dodgers both clinched their playoff spots, but the, the division is anywhere but settled. Uh, so that's going to be fun to watch down the stretch. There's a lot of fun sports. And then you got hockey coming up. We, it's looking good, people. It's looking good. Um, so those were all my picks of the week. Uh, thank you for tuning in and listening to them. Hopefully I helped you in your picks uh, and persuade you in some way or not. If the Bears don't win, you cannot blame me because I told you I did not want to take the Bears, but it is my responsibility to each and every week. Special thanks to everybody who listened to this. That's all I got. Next week, hopefully we have a guest or earlier in the week again, and then we're going to make our picks again before we get out for the weekend. So uh, make sure you listen to that. Everybody enjoy the football this weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.